today's episode, Lauren and I put the whore in moans <laughs> and we discuss periods, contraception, body image, the Met Gala as if we even have a right to critique, the Kardashians obviously and chasing new dreams even though we are closer to the menopause now more than ever. We didn't lie when we said that Feeling Myself, the podcast, was going to be varied. So thank you so much for continuing to listen to us and please enjoy the show. It looks like you've got a cum stain on your toothpaste. <laughs> good morning, everybody. Good afternoon, good evening, whenever you listen. I'm not wearing a bra. I just felt like no one would want me to have underwire on. Do you know what I mean? Like, no one needs that from me. I haven't worn it for at least a year and a half. I wore one. Why? I know. I went to college and I put one on because I just felt like I wanted people to meet me with, like, perky tits or something. And, um... Regretted it instantly, got home, the first thing I did was whip my bra off. I think I'd forgotten just how bad it was. <laughs> I am full of rage. Okay, oh, straight in. Oh, I, I won't even ask you how you are, fucking hell, what's <laughs> happened? Is it is it Kimmy K's outfit at the fucking Met Gala, is that what's upset you? <laughs> I don't blame you. Honestly, I feel like uh, i got so much to say about Kimmy K's outfit. <laughs> 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 Right, so I've come off the pill, but and I'm just it's a roller coaster. Oh shit. I'm at the rage point. <laughs> Where are you directing your rage though? That's the question. At the school mums. Oh no. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, what's happened? I feel like I must have been numbed out this whole time and it must have been bliss for everyone. But guess who's back? I'm putting Uh-oh. the ass in sass. I am so mad. I hate the school run. I mean, this is why I don't do it We home ed, because I couldn't cope very well. So when we were at school before, we had the bubbles because of COVID, which just meant that it was like staggered times. So you would literally just see the same 30 people and that was fine. That was that was doable. You could get in, you could get out. And then as you were leaving, you saw this new wave come in, you know, the other parents and their times. But now... <sighs> There's no fucking bubbles. So it's a free-for-all. I swear to God, on that first day, it was like going to the pyramid stage at Glastonbury. (laughs) And I was just picking up my kid. And I literally, I found Max. How? I don't know. It was like a needle in a haystack of blonde kids. And uh, I found him. And I was like, we've got, just run. (laughs) Don't look back and run. And he was like, ah. And it's been like that every day. I'm mad about it. You need like a VIP entrance. Yes, I do. That's what I'm asking for. That's a totally reasonable request. Or them to at least like make way. (laughs) (laughs) So I wore my sunglasses this morning and it's really overcast here. And I just thought I want to, and I had my bitch face on and I just wanted to look so unapproachable. But I think I looked too approachable. I think what I think is aloof is magnetic. Oh, shit. It's because you're just so fucking incredible. Your energy is just radiating. People just want it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> we, we know that. Oh, I like your dog. Oh, I like your trainers. And I just thought, right, fucking noted. I won't be wearing any trainers tomorrow. And I ain't bringing a dog. I'm bringing someone else, a slug. Right, go barefoot. Yeah. Take a crocodile on a leash. Okay. <laughs> have a cigarette in your hand. Nice. And a bottle of vodka in the other hand. And no one will come near you. Guarantee it. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, my WhatsApp's just gone off, so sorry if you heard that, but I just had a WhatsApp from Poppy saying, it's speak like a pirate day on Sunday. Cheers, babe. Cheers for that info. I'm going to say I don't know if that's legit. (laughs) Wait, why have you gone silent? Oh, I haven't. Hello? (laughs) Hello? 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 Do you know what I did? You muted me. Because the sound went off, and I thought, oh, I don't want sound, so I pressed... That's fucking nice, that is. Mate, I'm having a really tough time here with my pill withdrawal rage. I've got hormone issues. This could be... Can you imagine me on the menopause? I'm scared. Last week, I just had the complete horn. I was literally just snail trail in Brighton. And now, I'm ready to, like, punch girls in the fanny. I think this is this is an important topic, though, isn't it? Well, how long have you been on the pill for? Mm, maybe... Two years or 18 months. Well, I was on the pill for nearly 10 years. Shut the front door. Then what happened? So I went on the pill at about 15. I had really heavy periods. It was awful. I would literally like bleed through pads at school onto the chair. Like it was fucking horrific. And it also had really bad cramps. So they were like, oh, try and go on the pill. It'll help. I blindly just stayed on the pill. 
no one ever like spoke to me about risks or alternatives or it was just like yeah that's the answer so I was on uh, the old micro gynon classic some of them you take 21 then you have a seven day break yeah get your period but I didn't want a period so I would just take continuous oh absolutely I did the same and then ironically just before I got pregnant with Dylan I just <laughs> cold turkey just decided one day I'm not taking them anymore for <laughs> I don't know how I got pregnant. What a mystery. Um, <laughs> so I was like 22 at that point, I think. So yeah, seven, eight years I was, on, I was on the pill for. And then I was just thinking, like all of those things, like all of those teenage years when I was a moody cow, my breasts were changing, everything about you changes at that point. And then I was like, how much of that would have happened if I hadn't been on the pill? Like how much effect did it have? I don't even know. I never even considered that that might be causing a problem. And then after I stopped taking it, I actually felt great. Yeah. Felt like I was feeling again. (laughs) Yeah. But that's how I feel. So I was on it when I was 16, probably 16 to 20 I was on it. And that was, I think that was microgynon. And um, I was like such a moody cow. Last thing I wanted was sex. And I think I was a bit violent. (laughs) Or like I had very violent thoughts. (laughs) About like, you know, I don't know, dinner. Pure rage. And that now and then I came off it and I was a completely normal human again. So mm. I haven't been on it for ages, but then when I became single and was showing my muff to everyone, I thought, oh, I better get on the pill. <laughs> so I did. And it was great because uh, it's not that I had bad periods, but I just didn't enjoy it. Just don't enjoy a monthly bleed. <laughs> So I yeah. thought, fuck this. So I remember going to the doctors and going, but I don't want any of the hormones. Like, I don't want any of this shit. And, you know, I had this bad experience. And she was like, oh, have I got something for you? And I was like, go on. <laughs> I hope she does speak just like that, your GP. She was like, this is a mini pill. And I was like, oh, I love anything mini. You know, like when you go to the hotel, you nickel the shampoos. <laughs> It wasn't like that. (laughs) She was like, it's got no bad stuff in it. And I was like, fuck it. Yeah, I didn't ask any questions. She's got a degree. I haven't. Bish, bash, bosh. I'm straight at the chemist. (laughs) Recently, I stopped having sex. And I thought, get it out your body because you're a bit uh, numb to everything. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I did stop taking it. And it's been... I want to say three weeks and on a weekly basis the mood has changed (laughs) and then I was just watching all the Met Gala stuff and just getting really mad and then I was like I feel so much rage about Megan Fox looking so gorgeous naked I'm obsessed with that there's a picture of her and Kourtney Kardashian and I just want to lay down with it yeah but I am so here for Kourtney finally living her true life, her like beautiful life. Me and the Kardashians, you know, we've been on a journey together. Um, <laughs> same, same. I think we said this before, but I don't think it made it into the thing because you, you're so brutal with your editing. I say something really funny and then it never makes the cut and I'm like... That is such bullshit. <laughs> don't fucking try me, Lauren. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, with the Kardashians, I just really feel like a personal connection to each of them. I feel like they've... <laughs> we've been through stuff and with Courtney like I was always like Courtney and Scott need to be together really what did the kids say I was really shipping them and (laughs) that just actually just gasped (laughs) no like I wanted them to get together so badly like I wanted the fairy tale ending that's so on brand with you though exactly exactly like I I, like and they co-parent so well and like I love the way she loves her children like I love I love the mother she is I love it and I really wanted to be together and then it was literally like season 20 that I was watching and everyone like Courtney and Chloe were like please get with back with him he wants to be with you and she was like, look, I've asked him to do these things. These quite simple things, actually. I've asked him, I don't know what she's asked him, but probably like go to therapy, stop being a fucking dickhead, stop sleeping with girls half your age. Some very basic requests. <laughs> and she was like, and he hasn't done it. And I was like, holy fucking shit. Courtney Kardashian is showing me what boundaries look like. Yeah. And she's doing an amazing job of it. And now she's finally found someone who, I mean, we don't really know, but it seems like a decent guy. Seems like he respects her. They're traveling the fucking world just being in love and I love it I know I do too I'm just jealous I'm just a bit of Betty it's the pill look 
it's going to happen for all of us. We're all going to get our Travises. Travises? Travis. Travis <laughs> But yeah, can we talk about the Met Gala? We can talk about the Met Gala. Because this, this is going to go out Monday, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, let's just do it. Well, hang on, because I would just like to point out that if this is going out Monday, then that's my birthday. Woo-hoo! You just got to 30,000 followers. Did. Is it really uncool that I'm excited by that? No, are you joking? I've been slogging my guts for like 54 years and I'm on, I don't know, every time I post I lose a follower and I think, fucking hell guys. It is savage out there. I'm happy with 30k because I hit 20k on my birthday last year. So I was really excited. I really wanted to get to 30k by this birthday and we did it. That's amazing. Now what's going to happen? 40k by next year, hopefully. Fucking hell, babes. (laughs) It's you. And Kylie. <laughs> so close. I'm in touching distance. Neck and neck. <laughs> right, the Met Gala. Let's give our critique. I saw a really funny meme. It's like Adam Sandler in like really casual clothes. And then it, and it was like me critiquing the fashion at the Met Gala. <laughs> it's me in my toothpaste stained titty top. And I'm like, oh, the fashion at the Met. Who was your winner for, who, who won it for you? Honestly, Kendall Jenner. Honestly, Kendall Jenner. What a visione. She's incredible. And that was chef's kiss. Honestly, everyone else, I was like, make way, make way. It did look like she was like the bride. She looked like the star of the show. But she said next to Kim. Oh my God, that photo of her next to Kim. That photo where she's like slightly bending down and, <laughs> and like Kim's has. And there's so many memes of like, no, it's me. <laughs> it's me, it's Kim. Although I did see one, a meme of Kim in bed and it was like... Kim watching her body double at the Met Gala while she's like in bed eating McDonald's. <laughs> that would be so clever because people keep saying it's not Kanye. It's not Kanye. I've been some re- doing some research this morning. It wasn't Kanye. Go on. It was confirmed. It was Den- Demna. It was the designer of the of the outfit. Yeah, it wasn't Kanye. Um, yeah, Kendall was the winner for you. Who was your winner? Mine was Kendall. Also, I'm sorry. Mm. It just was. It just, it was sensational. And I loved that whole bit of like Chris Jenner being at the top of the stairs filming her coming up. I loved it. Oh, I did like, um, oh God, what's her name? Cara Delevingne. Yeah, I've seen a few critiques of uh, of Cara. Yeah, but that's, wasn't it all about Americans? It was all about messages, wasn't it, or something? I think the criticism is that... Um, it's like peg the patriarchy as if that's like a feminist, powerful thing to do, which kind of undermines like bottoms, femininity. Like it kind of like if you take it, then you're like, oh, I see. I don't know if I fully understood that, but yeah, I've seen some things today about that. Have you ever noticed, but I will not say patriarchy. <laughs> I can't say it. You just said it. Yeah, but I don't think I said it right. Patriarchy. 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 But is it patriarch? No. <laughs> See, I'm overthinking it. Yeah, I do that. A lot. I've got this thing. I feel like so much of my life is online and so much I'm reading mm. and not hearing. I know words that I've actually never heard anyone say. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I know what the word is, but I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right and I'm too scared to say it out loud in case I'm not. Patriarchy. The patriarchy. Patriarch. Peg the patriarchy. That doesn't sound right. That sounds very British. British. But what would the Americans say? Patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're overthinking. They don't. Ha- they don't. They don't have language. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm an American. I can say that. It's fine. Okay. Um, oh, but also, I was really gutted about the Met Gala that there was loads of people that I wanted to see that wasn't there, and I don't know why. Like, where was? pregnant yeah but do you think she was just a void she just didn't want to chat about it well i think she was trying to hide but then that girl on tiktok outed her pregnancy because of her nails which was top journalism top detective work i also did really like there was some really nice little touches of um from the queer community honoring some like (laughs) some other stuff (laughs) so we had nikki tutorials and i loved her reference of like marsha p johnson who's amazing person and then we had elliot page who was referencing oscar wilde's green carnation which i'd never heard of i didn't even know oscar wilde was was gay babe famously I just don't pay attention to things like that. Yeah, he was incarcerated. I literally had no fucking idea. Yeah, and did Megan Fox have an outfit change? Because there's a picture here of her in a red dress. 
dress. No, that was her Met Gala outfit, that red dress. Oh, when was she naked then? She was mm-hmm. naked the night before at the VMAs. Oh, yes, it was the VMAs. Her and Courtney introduced uh, Machine Gun Kelly and Travis. Did you see that? No, I didn't. And they were like, oh, we are big fans of these guys. New York, make some noise for our future baby daddies. Oh, Courtney is so funny, though, because of her voice. She's just like, yeah. <laughs> Like, what the fuck, Courtney? Just get some pep to your step. What did you think of good old AOC and her Tax the Rich? Absolutely loved it. But also what I didn't enjoy is that everyone that's commenting on it is rich. (laughs) So people are like, yay, great. And I'm like, yeah, but Kim... Yeah, but actually, <laughs> Kim. But I did love the statement, and I love, love her, and I truly, truly hope I live long enough to see her oh, as president. Be incredible. You know what? Last, I've entered this new phase in motherhood. By the way, everyone, uh, the kid is eight and a half, and he no longer wants me to read to him, and it's sad because I read to him at night. That's like we have a whole bedtime routine. I read to him. He then reads his own book, Bish Bash Bosh. That's happened for eight and a half years, and then he was like. Mum, I'd like to chat. And I was like, well. So we're chatting, but then also he is literally just manipulating me to show him TikToks. <laughs> so he was like, oh, I, I heard that there was this meme. And I was like, I'll get it. I'll get it up, babes. <laughs> what was my point? Oh, is that last night I realised he was manipulating me. So I turned it all around and I made him watch Hamilton clips on YouTube. And uh, he was really enjoying that. But there's all these famous clips of uh, the Hamilton cast go to the White House and perform for Obama. And then there was this whole great conversation about how great Obama is. And then I said to Max, like, this is a big deal because he's like the first black president. And uh, isn't it nuts how there's not been a female one, Max? I mean, he is eight. And he just went, mum, that is so sad. <laughs> and I was like, I feel you, babes. I love him. It's so <laughs> cute. Yeah, I don't know why I hijacked that. Oh, because we were talking about the president. Yeah, it isn't hijacked. It's a good tidbit. Yeah, I like to to regularly drum into Dylan how uh, much society sucks and how um, the patriarchy sucks. Sorry, babe, that I brought you into this world. Um, like he really hates Boris Johnson. In fact, he was at his dad's and um, they had like, it was when Boris was doing like the uh, regular press, whatever, I don't fucking know. Snooze fest. Yeah, and um, Dylan apparently like, just got up and walked out of the room and his dad like followed him and he was like, you're right, mate, what's the matter? And he was like, I just can't watch that wanker. <laughs> <gasps> Never been prouder. Never been prouder. Just think that's great parenting. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, honestly, my, my work here is done. Well, isn't it funny though? I always remember growing up, I mean, the, the couple of bits of advice that I have kept from my dad was never vote Tory, never get a credit card. I was like, I feel like this is important information. I'm going to do that. And I never have. I've always done it. Yeah, well done. He hated Thatcher and just Margaret Thatcher might be to blame for all my childhood trauma. I think it's nice to put the blame on someone like Thatcher. (laughs) That reminds me of two things I'd like to discuss, actually. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad we're getting political, finally. Because I'm going to take this to the Spice Girls now. So the other day on Instagram, we were doing lots and lots of noughties nostalgia, which I I love. I could reminisce about those days forever there's so many things I'm like oh my god I forgot about that and it just brings back so many like good feelings it reminded me of my five year forever friends diary Oh, you even journaling back then? I really was. <laughs> so yeah, there was lots of Spice Girls chat and I was the biggest Spice Girls fan. When Jerry left the Spice Girls, I was fucking heartbroken, devastated, un- inconsolable. It was awful. I had all of their merch. Like when they did the reunion, me and my friend had like fucking, not quite front row, but very close to the front seats. We could see David Beckham from where we were. Like I was an adult and I had the t-shirts. Like I was, I went hard for it. And then I think recently, the last year or so, was when I discovered that they were a bunch of fucking raving Tories. No. I'm sorry to break it to you. I'm, I'm going to break a lot of hearts today. I'm going to get some quotes up for you now. And it's just 
heartbreaking because these quotes are from 1996. Oh, go on. Okay, so first of all, we have a quote from Jerry. We Spice Girls are true Thatcherites. She did not say that. She said... She was the first Spice Girl, the pioneer of our ideology, girl power. But we're also desperately worried about the slide to a single currency. This is them campaigning uh, against the euro. (laughs) They voted for Brexit. They did, yeah. So Mel C said Tony Blair was charming. But Jerry said, his hair's all right, but he's just not a pair of safe hands for the economy. Victoria described John Major as a boring pillock and said the Spice Girls would never vote Labour. Sorry, guys. If we were a party, said Posh, there is no way we would form a government with Labour. Stop it. And what's scary saying? She bringing it back? It says, oh, the writer then explains that when the more pro-European wing of the band, Mel B and Emma, tried to oppose them, Victoria said, do you not care if some bloke in Germany is making decisions for us? Hang on, all right, Mel B is going to win it back for me here. She said, somewhat surprisingly, Mel B said, we shouldn't be prejudiced against any background, poor or aristocratic. The middle class are the worst. (laughs) We like like the aristocrats. (laughs) It's so true. I saw it on the school run this morning. <laughs> I just can't. I can't even listen to their songs anymore. It's really ruined it for me. Oh my god, Lauren! Mm. I don't wanted. To, I didn't want to know that. I feel like if I knew it, everyone should know it. Yeah, I get that. Sorry. Do we need a minute of like? You okay? Mama. I hated that one, anyways. So. Yeah, that was <laughs> shit. That one. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> Someone was Instagramming me and I said that oh they're massive Tories and she goes, Viva for never <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. But I can, hang on, because I can pick it back up now, because now my second thing I wanted to bring your attention to is really been amusing me this morning, and it's the Nicki Minaj versus oh. Chris Whitty beef. Have you seen it? <laughs> what is the beef? Well, from what I can gather, Nicki... This is so random. I woke up this morning to... Uh, a, uh, it was like a meme. It wasn't even a meme. It was like a screenshot, and it was like, Chris Whitty uh, criticises Nicki Minaj over her swollen testicle twist. And I was like, sorry, what? Oh, she did a tweet about her cousin getting a vaccine and getting a swollen testicle. She did. And it was brought up, I guess, in the press briefing, which I definitely don't watch. Chris Whitty was mean. Then Boris Johnson said he didn't really know who she was. Piers Morgan got involved. <laughs> no. Super bass. Yeah, and then Nikki like did a little video. Can we can we play it? Is that will we get sued? Nikki Minaj won't care, will she? She won't mind. She did like a, a video. I'm pretty sure she didn't know who Chris Whitty was before this. I mean I do really love her. Obviously being anti-vaxxer is not cool, but I think I think her tweet was a joke. I think they might have just taken it a little bit too seriously. Well, I didn't see the tweets. I'm not on Twitter, but I think I saw a headline of her doing it, and I did think, oh man, like bad luck for the cousin with the swollen testicle. But also, she knew what she was doing by posting that. Like that's gonna scare people. Well, I do think it it was she was trying to be funny. But listen to this. Hello, Prime Minister Boris. It's Nicki Minaj. Um, I was just uh, calling to tell you that I thought you were so amazing on the news this morning. And I'm actually British. Um, I was born there. I, I went to university there. I went to Oxford. Um, I went to school with Margaret Thatcher. And she told me so many nice things about you. I'd love to send you my portfolio of my work since you don't know much about me. I'm a big, big star in in, in the United States. I sh- you shouldn't laugh because I do, like, we're not... Boris Johnson is an awful man and I don't find it endearing at all, but Nicki Minaj is just fucking... I do love her. <laughs> this is what I saw. The Independent. Chris Whitty slaps down Nicki Minaj over swollen testicles claim. Imagine if you were in a coma and you just woke up and you saw that. Like, what is yeah. happening? Slaps down as well. Calm down, Chris. <laughs> all right, The Independent. Put your swollen <laughs> testicles away. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know what's happening anymore. This is 2021 in a nutshell, guys. Also, if you are coming out of a coma, we need to discuss the a voice note that I sent you this morning. 
Should we, can we play that as well? It needs context though, doesn't it? So my best friend Amy, who transcribes all our episodes. Hi, Amy. If you'd like to read these episodes instead of listening, which might be safer sometimes, check it out. There's a link in the show notes. I don't know why I feel like I'm on YouTube. Because that is who you are. Don't forget to like the video. Smash the subscribe button. Don't forget to ring the bell because... We will do something. Um, yeah, so my friend Amy, who tra- transcribes these lovely episodes, but her friend was um, listening to our podcast about food in Fanny's in her ears. And this was the voice note we got this morning. Like it's just a free voice note saying that she was doing her mindful walking and had your podcast in her wireless, you know, Bluetooth headphones connected to her phone. She says she was walking along, she got to the steam where there's loads of bars and stuff and her headphones dropped out of her ear and her phone automatically reconnected to the nearest Bluetooth, which just so happened to be a boy racer car that was blasting its music out, waiting at the traffic lights. So it went from playing their music to talking about how many pieces of apple pie you shove up your vagina. (laughs) I just woke up to that and I was like, amazing. Really? We've gone viral. (laughs) I would really like to speak to the driver of that car. imagine they're like no it's not no. <laughs> well they were probably like what the fuck is happening like where who this isn't on kanye's album <laughs> <laughs> i honestly don't know how that happens though because i struggle to connect to my own fucking car bluetooth honestly sometimes. i can't even connect to my wi-fi sometimes and i mean if i have to put the password in one more time e p oh i hate it Do you know what word i can't say vaginal you just said it. But normally, if I read it, I say vaginal. Whoa. Which I think is the American way of saying it. So I'm not wrong. Yeah, but you're not right. <laughs> Story of my fucking life. It's my favourite thing to do to Americans. <laughs> you're not wrong, but you're not right. <laughs> Sorry, guys, it was the pill. It's the pill withdrawal. <laughs> you can get away with anything today. Anything. We'll just be like, mm, hormones. Can't help it. Honestly, that's all I have been doing. Hang on. I need to go back to the pill combo for a second because... <gasps> how in 2021 do we not have a pill for those who produce semen? I'm pissed off about it. No, I think that one is valid. Livid. What the fuck? We are putting ourselves through awful fucking side effects, risks of blood clots and all the rest of it. Everyone's upset the vaccine might cause a risk in blood clots. Well, the, va- the risk is no, no fucking greater than the one that all of us on the contraceptive pill have put ourselves through. And if men had to go through all this absolute shit, even periods, there would have been a cure back in the 1800s. It would. It drives me insane. It pisses me off, but I don't, again, I don't know. <laughs> no, I think that's valid. I, I think between things like that, the side effects we go through, the people I know who experience excruciating periods, like life-altering periods, and just get told, ah, well, that's life. You know, endometriosis, misdiagnosis, all of that. Women's health in general, or the health of people with vulvas in general, is fucking yeah. diabolical. Meanwhile, you know, Viagra is a multi-million pound fucking... You can just buy that over the counter as well. Like, I keep seeing stuff like, oh, the pill's going to be available over the counter. And I'm like, how has it taken all this long? Well, guys, I've got loads of the pill if you want some. <laughs> got stashes of it. Like, controversially, I cannot stand pretty much all contraceptive methods are available because I had the coil for about a week and a half and that ruined my life. Right, so I had Dylan. Yeah. Go for your check, don't you, at like however many weeks or whatever. Oh yeah, six to make sure you can have sex with your husband. Well, I mean, and they call it a check. I'm not sure they even looked at me, but they were just like ticking boxes and they were like right what contraception do you want to go on and just because i was i was sleep deprived and i was like i don't know the coil and they were like all right we'll book you in and literally i had the coil fitted i think i was about eight weeks postpartum (gasps) as soon as they fit it i started bleeding i was i breastfed for two years i didn't get no fucking benefits because my periods came back as soon as they put the coil in oh i'd like to talk about this also (laughs) because um your eyes are so wide (laughs) i know sorry it's the pill (laughs) it's the withdrawals it's like train spotting here. <laughs> I remember I was breastfeeding and my periods came back within six weeks. He exited and it was back. 
that whole breastfeeding no period thing is a it's not because all my friends are like oh, i had a period yet it's been 66 years but that can also be frustrating like i get it if you want to like, have another baby and stuff like that's obviously not ideal but i felt cheated and i was just shoved into getting this coil yeah then i bled for fucking weeks and i was like nah get this out of me right now then after that little shout out to uh natural family planning fertility awareness method i don't encourage that lightly because you absolutely have to 100% understand what you're doing and do it 100% properly which takes dedication did you take your vagina's temperature no you don't take your vagina's temperature you take your temperature out of your mouth i went wrong (laughs) (laughs) it's called your basal temperature and you have to do it every single morning at the exact same time every morning before you even move like your first movement has to be grab your thermometer put it in your mouth um you have to do it accurately but if you can do that it's fucking amazing and it's hormone free and it doesn't fuck you up and that is that is so what's the idea that you will you so you do it for a few months you'd recognize your pattern so you'd know when you were ovulating yeah so people with vulvas their your body temp goes up very very slightly just before you ovulate everyone starts it's like a fact and so if you chart your basal temperature you'll see the rise and then you'll know when your like danger zone is um, and obviously once you've ovulated then you know you're good again to you're not fertile anymore and you can track that and you can track cervical mucus so is that what you're doing i i don't at the moment but i had did that for a long time we used that for a year to avoid pregnancy and then i used it to get pregnant and we got pregnant on the first month of trying because i knew exactly when i was ovulating <gasps> There's a really great book called Taking Charge of Your Fertility. There's also a Facebook group. Or you can get an app. This is not an ad. I did get gifted six months a long time ago of Natural Cycles app and I loved it. And I love it. I love learning about my body. Like, Why did it take me 26 years to learn things like that, that your mucus changes? You can literally, if you've got egg white mucus or whatever, like you can know where your cycle is. That's fucking yeah. incredible. Well, and it's funny because on the pill, I feel like I had no- nothing came out of me ever. Like apart from the rage and the horn and stuff. Are you wet? I'm like Slimer from Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's nice to be at one with your vulva. I found that and using like a Nixit, my Nixit yeah. period cup is fucking incredible. Or even like a moon cup. I just, I feel like I'm fisting myself. Nixit is worse in that regard. I think it's really healthy to actually see what's coming out of you and then you can monitor it if anything changes. If the colour changes, like you, that's a sign of like certain things, isn't it? Did you ever hear about you can put your period blood on plants? This is me. I told you this. Finally, I finally get a moment where I get to be like, that was me, Natasha. <laughs> that was in the Mary episode. I used to always put it on my plants. Uh, how are they doing? <laughs> they were thriving. And do you know what? The boyfriend I had at the time, this is how I know, as much as like we obviously we broke up, but I know he's a great guy because I used to have a jar by the toilet that I would pour my moon cup contents into for the plant, like to then water the plants with. And one day we had like a house, I think we had like a house, you know, like an inspection when you're renting and they come and look. And he was like, we were tidying up and he was like, oh, you left your jar out. So I've just hidden it behind the toilet rolls. And like, what a guy what a man he just hid it he didn't be like oh what he was just i've just hidden that behind toilet roll and i just thought you're a fucking great guy marry me (laughs) (laughs) i mean the bar is low but i know a lot of guys who'd have been like oh what the fuck is that (gasps) one of my boobs are bigger than the other congratulations isn't everyone's oh it's just where my buttons were sorry (laughs) (laughs) i just spat all over my laptop Sorry. It's like the whole podcast, you've ruined it. Joking. Love you. How are you? Are you alright? You check him? Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, is it a pill? What are you drinking from? Fucking dumbbell. Yeah, it basically oh, this is my gym like I love water. I drink so much water. Get one of these, babe. No, I need this because I'm lazy, so I don't want to go to the sink all the time. What does that hold? Two litres? Two point two. Mm, yeah, this is just one, but keeps it cold. I have to have cold water, so I just refill. No, I like room temp. Ooh. I know, because I get it down me. I'm I'm a glugger. Ask Ernest. <laughs> Ernest, if you're listening, please get in touch. God, he is fucking hot, isn't he? Oh, my God. Honestly. <laughs> so when I saw him last week, I was like, can you just try and be gross, yeah? 
I just really hate the way he communicates effectively. He's respectful. <laughs> fucking irritating. I know. <laughs> I don't know how you're coping, babe. I'm really proud of you. Right, hang on. Back to the moon cups. Right, so I had never used tampons until um, I had them. And then my friend was like, use a bit of coconut oil. I used to like lube a tampon up because they're so fucking dry and horrible. So I used them for a little while and then I got a moon cup. I'm sorry. I'm so, I'm finding this whole thing so confusing because like, have you seen the dildos that you are fucking? <laughs> and you're like, I couldn't possibly stick a tampon up there. The idea just really bothered me. Like, I know it is immature, but I think a lot of people will probably feel the same. It's not immature, it's informed. So then, yeah, then I used the moon cup and I absolutely fucking loved it. Changed the game. And Dylan was little and he would just like, he used to crouch down and tip his head and try and look up, <laughs> look up my vagina and watch what I was doing as this cup would just disappear like a fucking magic trick. Um, so I used that for a long time. And I do really rate moon cups. They're quite affordable considering you never have to buy tampons ever again. Other menstrual cups are available. Yeah, they absolutely are. In fact, um, more stocks some. Uh, we stock the Satisfier cups. You get a set of two for, I think, like fucking a tenner or something, which is a bug. Get 10% off with feeding <laughs> myself pod. <laughs> I was about to say exactly the same thing. And then I got a Nixit. And I got the Nixit because I was, I was on Instagram talking about how pathetic mostly men are, full stop, but also how pathetic men are if they won't have sex when you're on your period because I just find that incredibly offensive because it's not a big deal but anyway so I was talking about period sex and then people were like oh my friend was like I have sex with a moon cup and I was like god please don't do that I was like I, there's this big stem like I was just like no Ooh, no baby no and then I found Nixit and Nixit is a menstrual disc I think is the proper term and you can have sex with it in no, so you, have you had sex with it in? All of the fucking time. And the first month I didn't tell him because I, I was just doing an experiment. And then afterwards I was like, you're right. How's that for you? <laughs> and he was like, fine. And I was like, did you like feel anything different? And he was like, oh, there was something up there. There was something different up there. And I was like, oh yeah, that's just my menstrual disc. I like um, it how you said. So I stuck it in there. <laughs> I didn't it's like a little experiment like you're a scientist I'd been like oh I need you to come round like you know giving it all that I was like you know and then after he and I'd asked him and I was like, oh yeah I've got and he was like wait you didn't even want to have sex did you this was all for Instagram wasn't it and I was like absolutely <laughs> <laughs> I'm scientist, babes. I'm boldly going where no girl's gone before. He's like the first man on the moon. What the fuck? Get, you'll be all right. He was honoured to be part of my very, very scientific experiment. I've genuinely, the Nixit changed my life and changed my periods. I forget I'm on my period nearly every month. Say no more, influencer. I have been influenced. We do stock them at Self and More. Um, but you can buy them from other places. The, it was fucking amazing. And um, the lady that owns it, Rachel, she's fucking incredible. If you ever have a question, send them a DM. She will get back to you and do her utmost. And she's just amazing. Women love business. She designed it herself because she was on holiday and wanted something that she could like use and not worry about. And I just fucking love it. Oh, because I haven't bled yet. And I'm like waiting. Uh, the rage tells me that something's coming. So I've bought period pants. Yeah, yeah, period pants are amazing. So I'm so excited to use them. It's like I've never wanted a period more than I do now, just so I can yeah. use my period pants. I'll tell you where's got them in at the moment for a very, very affordable price. It's Primark. Got to go there, haven't I, though? Yeah. I think you get three pairs for like a tenner or something, which is just wildly affordable, I think, actually, compared to some of the other ones. But their sizing is so wild, isn't it? Because nothing is ever... I go try one thing on, it's massive. One thing's way too small. I'm like, okay, babes. Same with H&M. H&M needs to fucking have a day off. <laughs> right, I ordered, I wanted like a big, massive, oversized hoodie to wear under jackets for like dog walks and stuff. And I ordered one and I got a 4XL because I wanted, it's, it's like a dress and I fucking yeah. love it. So I got, it's really cosy and I was like, do you know what? I'm going to order a couple more of that kind of thing. So I ordered like a slightly different one and it only went up to a 2XL and I was like, all right, I'll give it a go. It's bigger than the 4XL. You're blowing my mind, H&M. What is happening? I need like a fucking medium in that one. It's so strange. Wow. Ironic. Right. So another reason I am coming off the pill is because uh, I feel like I've blown up. I had to buy new clothes the other day because I was sick of going to my wardrobe and not fitting in anything because the lockdown load has been real. Um, but 
I had to, for the first time ever, I bought a size 18 and I have taught myself a new one. Like, mm. I know that, that is fine. <laughs> but, like, deep within, the voice is like, oh, shit. Yeah. And you know where that voice is coming from, don't you? We, we did that last week. Yeah, just absolutely has ruined my life. It's really I mean, hard. it hasn't. I, that's the pill talking. <laughs> <laughs> we know you're being a little bit dramatic. It's okay. And then I was like, well, no, you might. It's okay to just have clothes that fit you. It's fine. Mm. The number doesn't matter. We're so trained to believe it does. And that, like, that is the problem because we can sit here and preach all of the stuff about, you know... But ultimately, we have to accept that we have got 30 plus years of conditioning yeah. to believe that the size label in your clothes or the numbers on the scale or whatever your measurement is, you know, way of measuring is, d- determines your value and your worth and your attractiveness. And it's so um, shit because I never look at anyone else and go, oh, they're worth less than me because they're a different size. I don't like look at anyone bigger and think they're a piece of shit that's just not there's not that at all it's just it's I look at people and just go that's okay for them but it's not okay for me and that Mm. makes me so like I feel sick about it because that's not the way I want to be but like how can you be so self-aware but still slip up we've been given this message from day one probably in utero in fact yeah, our mum was probably on a diet when she was pregnant. Absolutely. My mum was prescribed speed back in the day to lose weight. Same, I grew up my whole life of her saying, oh my God, I'm fat, I can't eat, watching her have really disordered eating. And that fucks you up. And even if you haven't got that, you've still got mainstream media. Yeah. You know, I talk all the time about, we grew up with fucking Trini and fucking Susanna on the TV. I For the long time, I would never wear stripes. I looked, I would search in like Debenham's website, Empire Line Dresses, because that's what Susanna told me i should be fucking wearing yeah i know i totally get it because i'm always like i would never wear stripes mm. and i'm like <laughs> sometimes i'm like on the websites and i'm like i just see it and like i think it was the other day because i was looking at clothes and i was like nope like it just it's in it's totally intuitive now it's like part of my dna is like well I'm, i can't do that like a horizontal stripe no exactly and that's why um last summer is when i started deliberately choosing things that I have told myself I can't wear and wearing them. So I started wearing shorts, which I never would have worn before last year. I started wearing coats. I would freeze to death rather than put on a coat and add bulk because I felt like, oh, my body's already too bulky. Like, I don't want to look bigger. I can't wear a fucking puffy jacket. I wore colour. How did you do that? Did you just get fed up from the rage and you decided... Came off the pill. (laughs) Was it the pill? (laughs) I think it's just... uh, I would like to quote a very good friend of mine. She's very wise, Natasha Bailey. um, And she said, nothing changes and nothing changes. Fuck off. Sorry. Sorry to do that to you. I was sick of feeling that way, but I wasn't doing anything about it. And... The first time I wore shorts, it was a bit fucking scary. And that now I'm like, God, get a grip. But it did feel scary because I was very self-conscious of the way my legs looked. I was very self-conscious of other people thinking, she shouldn't be wearing shorts. What the fuck is she doing wearing shorts? She shouldn't be looking at that. And actually, do you know what happened? No one fucking noticed. I just think we are another thing, especially women. We're trained to be so critical of ourselves. In fact, I wrote a blog article once back when I had a blog and actually used it and wrote things and I wrote this whole paragraph about a friend of mine and I was like you know she's um, her house is always really messy she's got two kids and they're a bit rude and she can't obviously cope and she gets this wrong and she gets that wrong and she's a mess and she shouldn't be wearing this and I wrote this whole thing and then I and then the whole point of it in a much more eloquent eloquent way was like you would never speak about a friend like that but you would spend your entire day saying those things to yourself (gasps) yeah do you know what I mean though I would never think of a friend and like oh why is she wearing that oh she's not coping very well I would never but to myself be like why can't I keep this house tidy and that's we have to have to practice self-compassion and shut down that voice it's a process isn't it? it and it's not linear I think people look at me and they're like oh how did you get there and I'm like get where like I have awful days all of the time like it's not like you get to a place where nothing ever bothers you anymore it's the self-awareness of like okay um, I'm feeling badly about my body today. All right, what is this really about? Oh, you know, so and so's upset me and I'm feeling low. And I said to you before, like the minute someone abandons me or I feel abandoned, I make it about myself. And I'm like, oh, if my body was different, if my house was tidier, people would love me. Like, and those, like, making those links are actually preposterous, but that's immediately where my brain goes because I'm like, oh, I'm not good enough. 
instead of like, oh, he's a fucking dickhead. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. You know what else? These clothes have come and they fit me and I look really nice and I feel like confident because I'm in clothes that I open my wardrobe and I don't go, oh, like what the fuck am I going to wear today? I'm just like, well, I've got an outfit now and um, I feel put together and it's just so fucking silly. I wish that outweighed the other bit. No, I don't think you should beat them up for it. I think lots of people, especially over this pandemic, have experienced exactly that, gone up a size. And honestly, if you were like to go to a few shops and get some like size 14s from each shop, they're probably all different sizes anyway. Bodies are supposed to change. We're not supposed to stay exactly the same forever. I know, but it's annoying. Yeah, it is. It's like the one thing that is consistent is my fluctuating weight. Well, the way to quieten that voice is self-compassion. You can practice that. And you know whose voice it is, so you can work on it. It's something about coming out as well, like after this hibernation. That's period. it. Everyone's lifestyles changed dramatically over the past 18 months. Even if you were someone who went to the gym and then the gym shut, you know, or you're just at home more, or you're getting takeaway more because that's the only joy left in the whole world. Give yourself a fucking break. Look at where you just survived and thrived during. Look at it. Do you know what? I really struggle to believe this but I'm going to say it anyway the what you look like is the least interesting thing about you it is hard though because again we are told from day one the value that we offer society is what we look like and being pretty and small so is it any wonder that we all fucking hate ourselves no it is not but it's really hard because we're in this time where we want to take up as much space as possible it took 30 years to get here it's going to take more than a couple of days of self-compassion to get past it. Oh. Sorry, sorry to disappoint. Also, you're trying to unlearn it, but you're still getting those messages because although things have got cha- have changed and got better, things still fucking suck. We might not have it quite as bad as we did when we were growing up, like the ring of shame and all of that in Heat Mag, but but we still do have a predominantly Eurocentric ideal of beauty, and it's hard to move away from that. But my biggest thing is that. If you don't, I know it's hard and I don't want anyone to be like, oh, I just can't love my body. And that's another thing that I fail at because I don't want to ever give anyone that feeling. But I do really, really think that if we don't start making the effort to accept our bodies as they are, you don't have to love them, but to accept them and to not hate them, then we are just going to have another generation of kids who feel the same way we did. And I, I just can't have that. I just can't have my children growing up hating themselves the way I did. Think how much time we've wasted. The energy that's gone into like that. And like, you know, like you say, like, oh, I couldn't wear that. Or oh, what can I wear that hides this part and this part and this part? And I don't want to be noticed and stick out because, you know, like, all of that wasted time. Wear something you fucking love. Go out, feel good, have a good time. Forget all the rest of it because it's bullshit. I am constantly humbled and honoured when people message me and they say, you know, like, I wore shorts today and that was because of you. I wore a crop top to bloody college yesterday. I honestly feel so grateful. I think my periods do because I feel like crying about it. But I honestly feel so privileged to be in the position where I can spread that message because that message is so fucking important. And to know that that's, like, having an impact on... Oh, my God, why am I crying? To know that's having an impact on even one person is is huge to me because I wish so badly that someone had told me these things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, babe. So I, I wish, yeah, I totally wish that. <laughs> it is important though. It's good that you're getting emotional because you feel strongly about it. Yeah, I just think it's criminal the way we have young kids growing up feeling so worthless because their body doesn't fit these ideals and then they grow into 30 40 year old women who still feel they have to wear a cardigan on a hot day and it makes me want to scream i know even if you still aren't ready to take off the cardigan like it's just it's just noticing those things and having those thoughts that that's progress that's getting somewhere and i just hope that one day we all run down the street in our braless crop top covered tits with our nipples hanging out the bottom and our wobbly bits out and just fucking feel free because that is the aim I think is just to feel free it's like oh I'm not fucking just a twat I mean (laughs) sometimes I am but there's a reason and if there's a reason maybe there's a solution and I'll get there one day why are we twats sometimes no one's perfect (laughs) 
We look perfect, but we're not. What's happening about college, babes? You are such a sneaky, oh. sneak squirrel. I felt really guilty because I texted you that night and I was like, I need to go to bed. I have to get up really early. But I hadn't told anyone. So I literally applied the Sunday night. He emailed me the next day saying, we actually start today. I was like, oh. And he was like, come in for an interview, quarter past eight tomorrow morning, the Tuesday morning. He said, if you get a place, you can stay for the day. And he was like, bring a binder and a notepad. And I was thinking, if I go out and buy a binder and a notepad and then they don't give me a place and I have to go home and cry with my new stationery I will feel so shit <laughs> um, and yeah I got a place so what's the course it's an access course I'm doing access to counselling and I'm really really fucking excited and I'll tell you what you will love is that one of the things we have to do so there's obviously like lots of different assignments and um, we do like tr- triads and we do like all this different therapy stuff and counselling skills one of the things I have to do for a whole year is journal <laughs> This has been my plan all along. <laughs> Are you joking? Yeah, we have to do we have to do at least two journal entries a week for the year, and we get like marked on not what it says really, but doing it, and we have to like apply theory to it and stuff. But yeah, so I had to go. I bought a notepad that has cheetahs on it because <gasps> me and Glennon, you know how it is, and I have to journal now. That's amazing. <laughs> so how long is their access course? So it's a year. So it's two days a week for a year, and then after that, I might go do the degree. I'm not sure, or I might find like a different sort of way in. I'm on my way yeah, to being like a qualified counselor or psychotherapist. And I, at the moment, I'm either leaning towards sort of a trauma stuff just because you know hard relate or um i'd really like to do some sort of psychosexual stuff around shame and desire and all of that kind of stuff and i just think it's never too late to do what you fucking want to do yeah and we can do hard things we can do hard things that's amazing lauren i'm really excited and i'm obviously like the stars have all aligned to make it possible like my co-parenting person is being a legend and picking up the slack for yeah. me like work is super flexible like poppy's being a babe about it so it's a fucking miracle that i'm able to make it work but i'm gonna seize the opportunity while i can to to get it done well and i just think because i didn't go to university or anything but i just you know even like with editing and i can't believe i'm getting paid to do it it's only now we're older that i'm like well no this is what i really like doing and you know but then i guess it's taken all this life experience to get here so I just think, you know, you can't, don't feel shit about like not doing it sooner because, you know, it all happened for a reason. I know it's a cliche, but I think cliches are there for a reason. My years at uni were the best years of my life, but they certainly weren't spent studying. I had a fucking great time and I discovered who I was yeah. and, and that's an amazing experience I'm glad I had. But I had no fucking clue what I wanted to do. I, had, I didn't know my ass my elbow at that point. I was a fucking dickhead at 18. Yeah. And how can you make choices about the rest of your life when you were a little baby? Like, you can't. No. It should be normalised that you don't know what you want to do till you get to the fucking, like, 30s. You can always chase a dream, find a new dream. Even now, like, I don't know what I'm going to end up being, but I'm just excited to be on a journey to figuring it out. And I'm remaining, I'm having faith that, I will get there. Like the universe will lead me in the right direction. And by the time I'm 50, maybe I will know what I want to do. At the moment, my goal in life is to be Gillian Anderson in sex education. Mainly because she's so fucking hot, but also because she's just a babe. Yeah, it's never too late. My main goal is to be in Hamilton. (laughs) Okay. I'll just be at the back. (laughs) Do you want to know a confession? Yeah. I've never never watched it. Okay. (laughs) And that's just going to hang up now. (laughs) thank you so much for listening to feeling myself you will be pleased to know that soon after this lauren did in fact get her period natasha yet to bleed please email us and please share your dating stories with us and hopefully we will talk and discuss and answer all your emails in an upcoming episode review us find us on instagram all our links can be clicked on in the show notes we really are so grateful to anyone who listens and we love hearing from you guys thank you so much for always giving us amazing feedback and uh see you next week bye